Hey everybody, welcome to the MLB Extras Braves podcast, our first of 2019. Tim McMaster here along with Mark Bowman. Mark, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year to you. All right, a lot to get to. We're going to talk about, um, you have a great story up on Braves.com about the outfield options for this Braves team as we get closer and closer to spring training now that we're in 2019 and what the team has left to do overall as far as this winter goes. But I want to kick things off because it is just January 4th as we record this with a Braves New Year's resolution. So Mark, if you were the Braves, what would your 2019 New Year's resolution be? Stay the course. You know, I think it's we all know what happened this past year, um, you know, that they go ahead and <laughs> surprise everyone with a division title. And, and the, the team that they have entering this year may be just as good as last year. And some people may, ar- may argue it's better. They're in better shape than they were last year. Maybe the rest of the teams in the division have gotten stronger. Um, obviously, the Phillies and Betts and Nationals have, have built a case uh, to contend for that division as well. But instead of trying to do what you have to do to compete with them in 2019, realize that you have the chance to be good for a long time. Do not uh, mortgage your long-term future just to be to, to stick with what the other teams in the division have done. Because, you know, you still have – Everything that you had last year, plus you've got now you've got Josh Donaldson in that lineup. Um, you know you, you've lost Anibal Sanchez. You need to account for those innings, um, and you know get an outfielder. But at the same time, do not try to do too much and and hurt your future. You know just to to compete in 2019. Let's let's not forget. We all look at the Astros as a uh, you know a, a team that's. It's had, you know, a lot of success here recently and could for a few more years down the road. But at the same time, you know, they, they made the playoffs in 2015, did not in 2016. Now they're on a run where, you know, we're expecting them to, to you know, compete for a World Series title for a third straight year this year. So I think, it, you know, the most important thing is stay the course, do what you can, you know, within your means to, to compete for that division title, make another run to the playoffs, but at the same time, Make sure you're not, you know, damaging your long-term future just for one year. Absolutely. Now, they do have some things they need to still take care of this winter. One of those things is figuring out the outfield. Um, obviously, Nick Marquez had such a good year for them last year, and that that is certainly a possibility, although maybe not option number one. There's a lot of guys still out there on the free agent market. Mark, you have a great story up right now on Braves.com, kind of going through each guy as far as free agency, and then there's trade possibilities as well. Um, But it doesn't seem like there is the perfect fit, right? All of these guys could be a good fit, but it depends on certain things. A.J. Pollock, the best outfielder available, but his price tag would have to come down a little, right? It it would. It would for the Braves' comfort level, you know, especially – you know, with his injury history, he hasn't played more than 113 games in any of the last three seasons. He's 31 years old. You know, there were some there were some things you know about his game last year that 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 you liked. Is you know his there was some power in that bat. Um, you know, I think his had hit a homer once every 19.6 at bats or so. That that's fine. You know, his defense isn't quite what it was, but he's still an above average defender. Um, I think that you know you look at what he. What he can do, um, you're probably willing to give him a one or two year deal because you, you don't 
you just don't know exactly where he's going to be. I, I don't think he is the, as of right now, he's certainly not the, the top option, but there just aren't a lot of options out there. As, as you mentioned, you know, the easy thing is to, to say, well, they'll just fall back with Mark Akis. Um, his second half last year was such a disappointment. Um, you know, the, a year ago, at this their time, they're they're trying to do whatever they could to to trade Marcakis. They he had a strong first half at the plate, uh, became a, a solid defender with the help of you know improved positioning. He played closer to the line and and back further against you know closer to the wall. Um, you know, one guy that, that I have written saying that he is not necessarily high on their wish list right now is Castellanos. They're with Nicholas Castellanos with the Tigers just because, you know, he's such a horrible defensive player. Um, but you have to wonder, you know, you know, you made some improvements with Marcakis. You have Enciarte there in center field. Can you just go ahead and take that gamble and say, well, we'll put Cassianos in right, hiding there. And, you know, he's playing 81 games in a park where you know, right, right field, it's SunTrust is not as challenging as a lot of other places. Um Put him there and allow Enciarte and Acuna to to show their great range and and you know maybe uh, cover up some of uh, Castellanos's defensive inefficiency. So um, you know they thought about Carlos Gonzalez last year. Um, they went ahead and, and didn't go with him. If you look at his home road splits last year, I think he's a guy you stay stay away from. Adam Jones would like to be in Atlanta. He's made that clear. He and you know some of his his representatives have. Have reached out, but right now the Braves are are looking elsewhere. Um, there aren't a lot of other options, though. And I, what I really think, you know, it, it, there may be a trade out there that we're not thinking of. You know, just you know, we, we all know there's a possibility they could trade for Sonny Gray. So you start looking at the Yankees roster and you see Aaron Hicks. But you know, I asked about him earlier this week. It doesn't seem like you know they're they're not eager to move him. I'm not saying they're not willing to move him. They're not eager to move him. So that's you know that all of a sudden. That would uh, increase that it's the cost of, of landing him. Um, now, all of a sudden, you start looking. Not only do you have a void in the outfield, but in that lineup as well. Because, yes, you can start off with Acuna, Donaldson, Freeman. That's nice. Now, who do you put in that four hole? There, there's not a clear-cut choice. If you could get an outfielder that you could comfortably put there, that's probably your best move. Um, the other option would be to – to go Acuna and then maybe put Enciarte in the two hole Freeman and Donaldson. I, Donaldson's made it, I, I, you know, I think his preference is that, that he would hit in the two hole. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's another influence to, to go out there and get an outfielder who has a capable back. Castellano certainly would fit that bill. The question is, are they willing to, um, you know, live with his defensive, you know, downfalls? How long are do you think they're willing to wait? How patient will they be as far as the outfield goes? I mean, can they let this drag into February? Maybe AJ Pollock is still around and is willing to take a shorter deal at that point. Yeah, I think so. I think that's Alex's been Alex's mo throughout. You know, he went out and and got Donaldson and Brian McCann right off the bat. But you know, since then he's he sat around. You know, one thing that you know I'm still learning. Alex this is our second year with him, and you know, he, back in October he sent me a. You know, he replied to a question about a uh, the pitching coach saying he might wait till December. I thought, oh, come on, it won't be that long. And back there in the winter meetings, he told us we probably won't do anything again until January. He's he's very patient, very methodical with what he does. Uh, 
I think we, we're learning he's, you know, look, could there have been a deal that, that materialized over the last couple of weeks where he would have done something before January? Yeah, but um, I think he's a guy that, that does, uh, that is quite capable of living up to that, that New Year's resolution to stay in the course because, uh, you know, he sees the big picture. I talked to Terry McGurk about Alex a few weeks ago, um, and he said, I've never been around another GM who, who sees that big picture as well to budget this amount of money for here because he knows there's going to be a need that here, there, um, you know, that there's no doubt they're going to get something done, but I, I do think that he's going to wait to see how the market plays out for some of these guys. Um, you know, they were never willing to, to give, you know, pay the, the money that the Phillies did to Andrew McCutcheon. Um, you know, so you don't necessarily say, Oh, you know, you missed out on something. You don't, you spend that money now and, and take care of a need in 2019. And then all of a sudden that money could have been used better elsewhere 2020, 2021. I think Alex, Alex probably uh, has been successful in the past, you know, with, with this big picture approach. And, and, you know, he's, he's continued to learn from past mistakes as well. So um, I, I do think that there's a, I don't, I don't think it's going to be February before we see the next move, but it, it may be another week or two. We'll see how the, the market plays with, out for some of these outfielders. And then also, you know, even a guy like, uh, Craig Kimbrell, um, you know, one kept saying, you know, they, they want Kimbrell here. Well, look where, look where Kimbrell's market has gone, you know, from November until now. It, there's there's no clear cut, uh, you know, suitor for him right now. Now, all of a sudden, instead of having to commit to five years, it's down to three years. That's closer to the Braves' comfort zone. We'll see where, where uh, you know, the market falls in terms of dollars, but, you know, using this approach is is not a bad thing. I mean, if you if you go out there and spend money just to spend it, you know, at some point in time in the future, you're probably going to regret it. I was actually going to move on and ask about Kimbrough, but you covered that as well. It is interesting with Dave Roberts, David Robertson going to the Phillies. Um, how that has kind of changed the market for Kimbrell. His asking price that was once $100 million has now come down, I guess, to the Aroldis Chapman area, which is about $86 million. It could continue to come down as it seems like maybe the Red Sox get back involved and the Braves, but there's not a lot of options out there. So we'll see how that plays out. The one other thing is the rotation, right? And just finalizing a plan there, Mark, there's obviously a lot of arms, but what do they have to do here to, to figure out how that all plays out between now and the beginning of the spring? Well, you know, obviously there's, there's a desire to add a frontline starting pitcher. Um, is there an absolute need? No, but the only reason you would say there's not a need is you're going to roll the dice on Luis Gohara or, you know, Mike Soroka, you don't know much about his shoulder. Uh, you know, or we don't know exactly how his shoulder is going to react to the pitching on a regular basis. Um, you've got, you know, Tuki Tucson. You have plenty of options that you can put there uh, to, to round out your rotation. You would like to have that frontline guy just to to eat some innings so that some of these got young guys, you know, you're not having to shut them down late in the season. And maybe more importantly, you're going to have a guy that you can turn to, you know, in one of the first, you know, early games of the postseason series if you reach uh, October. So um, I, I think that, they, they would like to, you know, that there will, con- you'll continue to see them linked to Sonny Gray. Uh, he's the guy that makes the most sense. The one guy that, you know, they've made it clear that they have not had any contact with Dallas Keuchel. Well, 
you know, I've heard, I heard the same thing about Derek Lowe um, back in 2009. And then all of a sudden, I think that was Thanksgiving time. I was told, you know, there's no interest. All January rolls around and, and Derek Lowe has a huge contract with the Braves. I'm not saying Keiko gets a, a you know, the, the kind of deal that he's currently seeking uh, with the Braves. But at the same time, it's, a, you know, it's worth continuing to monitor his market and see if, if he eventually becomes a fit. Uh, right now, I'd say that, you know, if you were betting on which of the two ends up has a more likely chance to end up in Atlanta, it's probably Sonny Gray. Um, but, you know, we, we all know the Braves have the prospects to get a deal done. Um, you know, looking at that, like I said, looking at Sonny Gray, you start pairing it. You know, is there anybody else that the Yankees might be willing to get rid of? As of right now, it doesn't seem like Aaron Hicks is a fit, but the Braves have the prospects to get something done. And, you know, that's why, you know, people continue to to link them to JT Real Muto. And we've spoken about that. You know, the, would they add another catcher? I it's still a possibility. I'm not going to shut down that com- completely, but, but, you know, from what I understand, there have not been any conversations um, since that first or second day of the winter meetings. I thought we could get through an entire podcast mm-hmm. without mentioning mm-hmm. the real mute, but, but you got them in there right at the end. That, Mark. That, All right, that that's is my, that's my new year's resolution. Every podcast <laughs> this year will have JT real Muto in it. All right. Well, I look forward to next week when we do it again. That's going to do it for this one. Uh, you can find Mark on Twitter at MLB Bowman, and my handle is MLB underscore McMaster. You can find all of our club podcasts at MLB.com backslash podcast. Also on Apple Podcasts and Google Play as well. For Mark Bowman, I'm Tim McMaster. Thank you for checking us out.